душам самуре, кальце я везуре, кальце скупами. Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbirds with your host, Sean Chris. And today I got a special guest with me, Heidi Love from Unfiltered Rise Podcast. How's it going, Heidi? I'm good. How you doing? It's good to be back and good to see you. Always good. And it's the new year, right? Like, you know what I mean? We've been trying to, uh, uh, she's been working with me because I've rescheduled multiple times during this uh, fiasco. You know how it goes. Podcasters yeah. know where, when what it's all about, <laughs> especially when you have real life. But I'm glad we finally got to link up yes. and really talk what we <laughs> wanted to talk about. About like, uh, I know that you're really had the in-depth and lived in the Mormon world. And then we were kind of talking about like the connections with Freemasons and, and the whole Mormon uh, connection. But before we get into that, can you tell everybody where they can find your podcast and where they can find all your socials and stuff? Sure. I am Heidi Love. I'm at the Unfiltered Rise. I'm literally all over podcasts now. So you can find me Apple, Spotify. Uh, I have a Patreon, an Unfiltered Rise at Patreon. And we do early drops, special stuff there if you want more Unfiltered Rise. Kind of all over the place at this point. Uh, Instagram is where you're going to find us hanging out the most. I think most podcasters are like all creeping up on Instagram all day. <laughs> and so if you want to send me a message there, I might get it. I do have Facebook and Twitter and all that, but I just don't go on there as much. But I'm there. I'll get it, just not as fast. So yeah, it seems like me. Instagram is the <laughs> easiest to reach most people uh, because, especially Twitter, man, you don't really get it's man. You put them it's, something it's out there, hard. it's not as active. Yeah, unless you're like it's, one of the OGs. It's hard for me, and I haven't. Um, I don't understand it as much. I was a Facebook kid. I'm old. Like everybody thinks I'm young because I just look a certain kind of way, but. That's just God saying it's okay because I hurt myself every other place. The face is staying for a minute, but I'm almost 50. So Facebook was where it was at when I was young. I do that some, but not really anymore. Now that I found that Instagram's kind of the hangout discussion place for podcasters, that's I'm I'm there multiple times a day. So that's where they can find me. Well, the I think best, it's the least regulated. Yeah. Out of all of them, it's the least regulated because it's uh, Facebook owns so many things. Mm -hmm. They can't watch all of it. So I think a lot slips through on Instagram more than anything else because Facebook's their moneymakers. So they kind of regulate that the most, it seems to me. Yeah, that's true. I think so, too. And you just can't put out like especially my stuff. Like I was just playing with AI last night. I didn't put in anybody's name. I didn't put in anything like that. I put in like fallen angels, something channeling, blah, blah, blah. It it like bashed that and threw it out. I was like, really? Like I didn't say anything wrong, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> but yeah, well, so I'm always have, getting like, little a little shadow band. And stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. they have them like on like certain things we say, like uh, it's just an automatic. That's why I was telling people or like even videos. We used to post videos up and... They would say like, hey, this is missing context or whatever, but ours is really saying the right thing. Like there was all these crows in Mexico at one point. Mm. And then the fact checker said, this is not Japan, but we never said it was Japan. We said it was Mexico and like where it was at. So I felt like from that knowing like, OK, so they're just throwing like whatever's viral. Right. Certain things that go right. viral 
um, they just throw it in there and they're not going to go check each one. They're just like kind of, it, it's impossible. So they just go, ah, let's just uh, blanket it. If they say this certain statement or this certain video hits up, they're going to um, automatically pop mm-hmm. you. That's what I think. That's how I, I feel like with religion or like angels or like, especially I start hitting the occult stuff and they're like, nope, yeah. you're done. And you're done. <laughs> but then sometimes then there's other people that just go wild with the occult. So it's like a weird thing too, because there's a lot of people that talk reckless, like, <clears throat> uh, about a bunch of different topics. It just, I think it depends too, is, uh, your audience, right? Like if you got a lot of haters, like to me that there's people that just follow some people just cause they don't like them and they're constantly reporting them. Or if you make enemies, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you piss off a podcaster or you piss off a big influencer, then they make it their like mission to like make your life make sure bad. you're shadow banned. I mean, that's just well, my and, belief. I don't know. And that's the church, true, but. like honestly, the Mormon church is one of the richest, most powerful churches in the world. So I feel like um, their connections with people are just so solid that they they try to give them a bone and help them out. Like, and they they definitely do. Like, I had a big video go viral on you. You know, you you know what? I don't know if we're even going to say that on here, but the tube. We'll say the tube. Um, and then immediately, I was just like down to like hardly any views, and I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding, you know? And it's just one of those things. Yeah, it's like okay, well, I guess. And I don't want to take the video down because it's got almost 2,000 hits. But I'm like, also, it's about polygamy. So, and of course, I took the picture down because it was like his 12-year-old bride. And I think maybe that was like, then I don't know. Who knows? Like, I wish they'd just send me a thing that says like, do this. But I'm not on that list. I'm like in the middle where you're just trying not to do anything, you know, to get yourself removed. But. I don't know. Well, definitely there's these high, like, uh, people that have influence, like, in, in all religions, right? Like, not just Mormonism, like, but Catholicism, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Judaism, Muslim. Like, they all have their little, like, high dollars. So, there's certain things you can and can't say. And then I'm sure there's people behind the scenes that are like, hey, pull the plug on that. Because you're kind of mm-hmm. ruining uh, their game. You know what I mean? My yep. favorite movie, and I always tell people, is The Book of Eli. Book of Eli, I think, is, like, the best um way to kind of show that the bible or any uh religious text can be used in any form that they want because it's Mm -hmm. who's giving you the message like in that movie like you know it's a post uh nuclear war which my other uh, well uh, both of us know him um catalyst he was telling me that uh somebody else did a breakdown on it and they were connecting it to um uh what's that movie that obama movie they left behind or the world oh that that's did you watch that yeah, well, what a it gave me garbage, some garbage, man. That was such a boring. But it gave me some anxiety, thing. dude. Like, and I, I really? saw like, I know TikTok is like whatever, but like, here's the thing: they showed like this. Um, you know how we edit our shows, and it has a video file and an audio file. It had four audio files, and they're saying there was like a weird noise on one of these audio files. And I think for certain people, it hit them weird, and it hit me real weird. Like I had said something way before. Uh, the person, sent, Janet sent it to me. She's like, look at this. And because I had already talked to her and I said, this scared me so bad. And I, I'm not usually scarable. Like I'm usually fine. You know, I got God, I'm good. Like I'm usually whatever, but nope. <laughs> it did not hit me like that. It was so weird. And I was just like, that was weird. I didn't expect that to happen. You know, 
what do you do with that? But I was telling her about for it. Me, and she's it was like, just like a boring yeah. propaganda piece, like from the get go. Like I was mad because like I like movies in general anyways. And then like I yeah, was like, too. this is like the only thing like it was cinematic. That was cool. They tried to make right. it as a thriller, but there was no thrill. Like it was like dun 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 and oop. Anticlimactic, like for sure. (laughs) And then it was just like to me, I just seen it from the beginning. It was like, oh, we're gonna go to World War Three, Iran, North Korea, Russia. They hit all like China, and then they did. Yeah, no, did nothing really. I just was just like to me, I thought it was poor propaganda. Like I was like, wow, you guys. But again, because of like TikTok, like that's something that like me personally like. I'm one of those people that starts at the simplest thing. Like, I know a lot of other Mm -hmm. people like to start at the fantastical first. I start at the simplest thing. Like, just even though kind of a little bit off topic, but the whole, like, uh, aliens in Miami, right? The Nephilim in Miami, Mm -hmm. like... It's fantastical, right? It's it's a it's a great story. And people are like, oh, they're they shut down airports, they shut down, but there's no proof of this. Like, and right, I'm like, why? Right. What what I see as it is that like people say, oh, well, you think everything's a psyop? I'm like, no, I think they've trained us to psyop ourselves. Like now we create these problems, we create these issues by seeing one video. It all started, and I saw when it started, and I was sick, coughing up a lung, and I saw like the video of all the cops, and people are like. And then one person just put a question out there. They're like, man, you think they would send this many cops for some kids with sticks and some fireworks, which is is disingenuous, though, right? Because you're saying sticks and fireworks to insinuate that the fireworks were like firecrackers, right? I don't know that they're not M80s. I don't know they're half stick of dynamites. And then like with this whole active shooter post (laughs) 9-11 America that we live in, you would expect to see a response like that that's just kind of how the and then i my example was that response that happened when that uh uh well if they thought it was an active shooter like from the firecrackers like of course they're gonna go crazy yeah exactly you know like they didn't know and nobody knew and then there were active shooters because the people that were there started shooting because of the fireworks but you got some people in in florida that are like carrying you know they don't give a crap they're like screw that and then i'm i'm like but i do think if they were going to do some weird stuff like that and it's it does seem like it's really psyopy like it's to distract and then that jewish thing happened and then all this weird stuff happened and i'm like okay that's like a lot of stuff for a week i mean they're clearly trying to get your eyes off of that list really that's what I mean, right? Well, I think the list is bogus itself too. Because oh, for sure, the list is. is the same l- They're list. They're not that gonna really seeing. put it out. Come on. I think the psyop is, in my opinion, the psyop is not about the aliens. It's not about the list. It's not about like the tunnels. What it is is constantly keeping us on our toes and in a state of fear, <clears throat> in a state of not knowing, in a state of confusion. So we can't look. We're, we're always kind of going look this here, look angles. there, and ping so, pong. Yeah, yeah. But nothing's yeah. really happening, like because now you see TMZ just put out that whole thing where like there's giants in Brazil and like these giant aliens in Brazil. There and, was always and giants they... in Brazil, anyways. Like they missed <laughs> that one. Like come on, you know, they're just like they're saying the quiet part out loud now. That's what they're doing. They're getting us used to it, right? Like even if it's not true, even if they're just. Well, I using... think they're playing the alt media. I think the alternative <laughs> media is getting played because the alternative media is now turning into the mainstream media because now 
instead of like how we're pu- always pushing back and saying we need evidence, we need some. Nobody's looking for evidence because they're yeah. playing into the part that they. And it's not their necessarily their fault. It's because by human nature, if you believe in aliens, if you believe in nephilim, if you believe in, you're crazy, uh, strange right? things, we're crazy. No, no, yeah. no, not that you're crazy, but you're gonna be more <laughs> prone to believe that and not look into it because you've been pushing aliens your whole life. And, and all this stuff. So you're going to be like, yeah, it is an alien, right? You're not going to look mm-hmm. into the details of other things. And it's not that the mainstream doesn't lie. Of course they lie, right? Like, we don't know exactly what happened in that mall. And, no, I, and I agree. for like, sure. It, it, but it's logic to say, man, those cops didn't look. If there's these uh, nine foot, ten foot aliens that are like interdimensional and the cops look pretty calm. I'm, yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like. And there's no way you're going to get 100 to, a like, I don't know if there was 100, 200 cops, whatever there was there. You're not going to get them to uh, uh, all lie together, right? Someone's going right. to have to say something. Somebody's going to break. And, 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 I mean, my grandpa used to say, how do you keep a secret between two people? You kill the other one, right? Like, <laughs> And mm-hmm. he was a gangster and he was a biker. So, I mean, like, whatever. But I get it, though, because it's mob, it's mobster mentality that these people play. They don't play like we do. They don't play that game that's like, oh, well, it would be fair and this is how they would do it. No, 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 no. You guys are twisted. Like, you already know they're not going to play fair. You already know you're never going to know the names or you should because the one thing I know is when you do know a name, like we'll take the mob, for instance, all the mob bosses that have gone down and you know their name and you know what they're about and you know this and you know that, guess what? Then you don't know shit because a real OG, you're never going to know his name. Like you're never going to know because they don't want to be known. They're happy in the shadows. They're happy where they're at. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's yeah. I'm with you. I don't believe most of it. And then I, somebody was like, can you believe so-and-so was on the list or so-and-so was on the list? And I'm like, what if those are the people that went on the plane thinking this was like a normal party, like normal, and normal Hollywood party, we'll put that in there because it's probably still not normal, but whatever, right? Like over 18 women, okay, just like a big drug fest, party, whatever. And what if when they got there, they saw what they saw and they were like, uh-uh, I'm out. I don't want nothing to do with this. Get me out of here. So they were like, you know what, though? You're on the flight log and if you ever say a word, I will nail your ass. <laughs> I can see it. Like, come on. That's way more easy to believe. I mean, that's just Oh, me. yeah, there's there's probably a lot of that going on. But like my <clears throat> my main point is that like I think the purpose of a lot of these crazies think about since 2020. Like if you can go back before 2020, like you could see there was stories, things were kind of like out there. If you've noticed after 2020, everything has gotten more fantastical and more oh, for intense. Sure. No, I and agree. I think that's 100. intentional. The intention and the reason being, in my opinion, is because it's to capture the alternative media because they know a lot of the alternative media believe in fantastical stuff. And I'm not saying the fantastical doesn't exist, but I think they use it as a weapon because yeah. they use it to like, oh, look, they're going to believe this. If we put this out there, we don't even have to do anything anymore. We just throw the seeds out there and they're going to run with it and they're going to make it. And I'm not even saying, and I think that's like part of like the whole, in my opinion, the whole Miami alien thing. My point about that, bringing it up was just to say that it is, the PSYOP is to show like, look, they will carry it on. 
Look, right, they will push it. Right. Like we, right. we don't even need to do it. So like it makes it easier for It's like it, a test, again, right? This is just my opinion. <laughs> In my yeah. opinion. It's, yeah, no, it's a I test get it. Of of what they try to do because what they're trying to do <clears throat> to me is comp- constantly have us in a state of chaos fear and confusion mm-hmm. so that we're easily to manipulate yes. when these evil entities that do well, try to like persuade us because all they have is manipulation it's the hegelian being... right it's the hegelian thing mm-hmm. right hegelian i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but if if we're in enough fear if we're in enough scared like all that then we'll look to someone to fix it for us right and exactly. it's it's constantly that's part of like communistic things anyway like they're trying to push all this on us just like just like 2020 like you said that was like the dry run but these little things that people dismiss as like well okay that emergency broadcast thing what was that you know little things like oh let's mess with them and let's just see what happens like let's just see you know like let's keep doing this little stuff to them and and look it works every time you know because i'm of the i'm of the like my persuasion of life is this. Yes, I prepare. Am I growing my old food, like my own food in my garage? No. <laughs> I'm I'm prepping for um, some kind of catastrophe in a way, but not so much that it overtakes my life because then you're not living and you're living for this thing that may or may not happen. And even if it does happen, you may or may not survive or you may or may not, you know, whatever. And, and God is going to have us like I feel like everyone's time is written in God's time if if it is your time to go then that's what it will be but I've almost died twice so it changed my perspective on things a lot like I think at some point you go okay like (laughs) you know and really when you're facing that and you're alive and you you are going through it and you really think you might die you have this mindset change where you're like well it is what it is. Like, what can you do? You know, like nothing. Pray, pray, get myself right. Like, make sure I'm doing the things I need to do in my to make my inner soul grow, which is what is stopping people from growing. It stagnates people, right? <clears throat> I don't know. Well, because they're so caught up in, in these news stories, right? Like, not everybody, right? Just because mm-hmm. someone talks about it too doesn't mean they're caught up in it. I have no, no, no. That, do podcasts and they you know it's interesting i'm gonna go with the current thing sure yeah yeah like there's no problem talking about it my my problem becomes when people are absolute like because it plays into their narrative it plays into Mm -hmm. what they're not even their narrative but it plays into what they believe so if you believe that fallen angels rule the world and then you're like they're in Miami, see? <laughs> so that plays into what you believe. And right. now you're pushing that onto others without any actual evidence, right. without anything, just hearsay. And mm-hmm. we all know that everybody online, and I don't even think everybody on TikTok is infiltrated as some CIA person. No, what it is no. is people have tendencies to want to be famous and want to be popular. So they'll say stuff. They'll they'll lie. They'll, they'll embellish. They'll mm-hmm. make, to make their channels get... More clicks and likes. It's it's uh, part of the well, game. Well, for so. sure they do. Yeah, for sure they do. Like, who doesn't want to be famous? That's exactly what happened. Well, not the whole thing with Mormons, right? Like, Joseph Smith came from <clears throat> really humble beginnings. And I'm pretty sure, you know, part of that was him trying to say, like, oh, yeah, I don't want to stay this poor. Oh, yeah, I don't want to live this way. Oh, I want to be better or, or more cool or whatever, especially when he started... <laughs> 
pretty young and getting sick and maybe thinking he was going to die. And when you do, like anybody that's had a near death experience, like whether they actually died or thought they were going to die or whatever, it changes your perspective. And those people become dangerous to the system, not dangerous for us. Because when you really know you could lose it all, just like he did, you're not afraid anymore to do some wild stuff. And I think he did, you know, I don't know. That's just me. I think, I think that's what legacy becomes, right? Like when you're at that like death's door or whatever, you worry about your legacy, how, what you, you already have accepted that you're going to die, but then you're like, well, what, what, what's next? Like, where's my kin? Like, like who's the one that's going to carry my name on or who's going to make this next level or cause people still want to be, especially depending on their mindset And, and his mindset was more like, he wants to be like this. The, the founder, right? I'm a, I mm-hmm. found this. I created this. Like, this is what I started. And I think that's what a lot of it bases on. So let's Legacy. move back in a You're little right. bit. And- yeah. We're all one generation away from being forgotten. And I think that scares the crap out of people, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And when it shouldn't matter, but it's no. that's just a human instinct because we get like a little worried about it. But let's reel it back in a little bit. Sure. Let's talk about how you... Um, did you grow up in the Mormon faith? Yes. Did you? Yep. Okay, so you grew up so, in the Mormon faith. So you started I as was a, a kid. Yeah, I was a kid. I was blessed in the church, which happens like when um, Catholics baptize their babies, like when they're really tiny. So we do the blessing the first Sunday after they're born, usually their first fast Sunday. So that means the first Sunday of the month. And so... <clears throat> they do that at fast and testimony meeting. And I do apologize. I, I don't have a cold. I have asthma and you have a cold. So we're <laughs> matching up. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, we're good. <laughs> yes. Um, so I was was brought up in it. My parents were not um, overly active in the church, but all of us were considered Mormons. Um, when you say a Jack Mormon, it means they still believe in all of the everything, but they're not really active in the church, right? They're not like going all the time. It's kind of like Catholics that go on Easter and Christmas, you know, they still believe in it. They, they haven't like gone away from it necessarily, but they don't go to mass every single Sunday. They're not doing all that, <clears throat> which was what my parents were. And they would go sometimes, sometimes they wouldn't, but I did go often because I had neighbors that I would go with and they were very active. They had six kids. She ground her own wheat every morning at 3 a.m. to make her own bread. <laughs> like this lady was some next level. Like she was, yeah, she was like the Mormons you think of that are like all about all the vitamins and the prepping and the, you know, their whole basement was like full of food and like all this crazy stuff, which isn't crazy, but I'm just saying like as a kid, Growing up, I was always like, whoa, this lady, you know, yeah, because <laughs> you don't understand. Different. Yeah, you're like, what? And so I grew up there <laughs> until I was about um, maybe 11. And then we moved back to Utah. I was in Idaho at that point. And then um, we moved to Utah, which is the Mecca of Mormons. Like, even though it didn't start here, this is where people think of when you say Mormon, they're going to immediately think Salt Lake City. That's just how 100%. it is. Yeah, I, I'm from and, California, and, and if anybody said they were Mormon, I was like, "Oh, Utah, like Salt you're Lake from City Utah. too, but like Utah, <laughs> yeah, right away, Utah." Yep. And so I grew up for the rest of the time here, and when um, I moved here, I ended up living with my grandma, and she was the one that was very Mormon. She was very into the church. Um, her mom was. They'd been through the temple. She'd been through the temple. All the things. So. Like she was really indoctrinating. We went every Sunday, all that stuff. And um, my testimony at that point was more like 
okay, this is what you do. Your family does this. You know, I, I, I definitely didn't know anything different other than I knew God because I had kind of a really rough childhood when I was younger in Idaho. And even though I only went sometimes with my neighbors and they made sure I got baptized today and all of the things, but I knew that when I felt a lot of trouble in my heart, I could pray and I always felt God. And, and even though they tried to indoctrinate me with weird things, sometimes my stepdad was a real nut job. And he would say things like racist stuff and crazy stuff. And I would just always think, that's not true. You know, like it, it was, no, I, it didn't hit with me. Yeah. So <clears throat> even though he tried to do that, I was always like, no, I don't think God is like that. And so I did kind of develop my own um, belief in God and like, I knew kind of at least right from wrong, even if the Mormons said something else. Like I was kind of a little bit of a challenger even then because I was in debate. I was big into like, I wanted to be attorney back then. I was like big into all this stuff. So I lettered in debate. I would always mess with my grandpa because I would say like, okay, grandpa. And he grew up the church, you know, black people weren't allowed to have the priesthood and stuff. It was pretty racial racially motivated that way, like there was bad stuff. And I would say, okay, grandpa, what about this white guy that's like totally broke, trailer trash dude, like not a good guy going to jail every weekend, like not a good person in general, you know? And he's Mormon, but he's not active or a return missionary that's perfect in every way, but he's black. <laughs> And my grandpa would get pissed, you know, he'd be like, why do you do this to me all the time? Just quit it, you know, and I'm, I would just do it to mess with him anyways. But I knew that God really didn't care. Like, I already had a testimony of that, you know, like, I knew that. And everybody thought for sure, for sure, I would be the one to marry in a different race or whatever. And, and I dated lots of races I never cared, but actually my brother did. And so he married a black lady and she was from back East from Chicago. And she got here and she was like, this place is so whacked. Like she couldn't live here. She's like, this place is crazy. And she told me like, I've never lived. She was in the Navy and she lived all over. And she told me flat out, I've never lived anywhere. That's so weird like that. That place is crazy. And so, I mean, I get it. You know, it, it, it's still got a long way to go. Like now they let blacks into the church in the 60s. Um, but that's a long way from where we will start with the church history. <clears throat> so by the time I was 17, I got married. Um, I was a child bride. So I got married to a guy that was 25. My parents did have to sign and it was over prom weekend and it was just weird. And I wasn't pregnant or anything. I just was so in love. And they were like, yeah, it's fine. And he was actually Roman Catholic and he did convert over for me. And so we had to wait a year to go to the temple to be sealed because if you get baptized into the church, you can't just go to the temple the next day. It doesn't work like that because people would do it all the time then. They want to see that you're devoted, that you're not just there to get the secrets or whatever. And so you literally have to do like pay your tithing, go to church. There's like a list of things like that you have to make sure and do to even get to that point. And you can't get in. They don't care if you're the most famous person. They don't care if the president of the United States showed up at their door. They will not let him in, even though he might, even if he showed like, I'm a Mason and all this stuff and I'm highly ascended, they won't, they don't care. It's not happening. <clears throat> so a lot of the Mormon stuff, if you do get married like that, 
and say I was worthy to go to the temple with that husband and say my mom wasn't worthy, they don't care. They won't let my mom in for that wedding. They don't care. So what defines you as worthy? So you have to pay um, 10% of your tithing, but not just you saying it's 10%. You have tithing settlement. You meet um, right after you get your W-2s and you go into the bishop's office and you calculate it out and it's off your gross income, not your net and all this stuff. And you have to have, and then you could be in a deficit to the church. And if you are, one time that happened to me and I had to be a janitor for the church and like clean the toilets and everything. Like it was, yeah, they use it for free labor. And so you have to have that very So there's specific. an amount of money that you are owed depending on like obviously like they're saying like they're they're like we're being fair guys we're going to go yeah. over you know your how much you make and only take the fair amount that's what they're they're insinuating right It's specific it's 10% whether you can afford it or not period period. And if you are broke, one time I had a bishop tell me because I was crying and I said, I don't have the money to buy food and feed my kids and pay you. And he literally said, pay me and I will get you your food because they have their own welfare programs. They have all their own food uh, services. Like they make their own food products. They have labels on them. You can't buy them anywhere else. It's part of the social services thing. Like you literally, it's obedience. Like he said, we could have you go buy the food and tell you, yeah, you don't have to pay it this month, but we would rather. And, and I thought back then this was about obedience, but if, if you're out, and you hear this story, then you start thinking, oh, because they can still take my money and write off that as charity. So now they've got a double deduction, you know, because it's charitable. It's a charitable donation to me in the food, right? So and it's non-tax because you can't tax a church once you're considered a church. Man, mm-hmm. what a scam, man. That's a well, great they scam. Know. I should have started one of these for yeah. a long time ago. Man. They're super smart. Yeah, they know. And they do the same thing with um, counseling. So when I say social services program, I mean they have everything. They have marital counseling. They have counseling for children. They have counseling for adoption. They have their own adoption people. If you have an adoption that you want to place, the church is there and will provide you an attorney and all this stuff. That's deductible. They have... they have their own it is like a commune like literal which i'm not against because i i mean i get it in some ways that's like almost a good idea because then you're not reliant on the state you're not reliant on the government blah 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 but you still are because if you think about it it's just a new form of government like exactly so this is how it used to be when the jesuits ran everything yes like it's just a different form of government Yep. And, and then you're, you're still owing to them. Like maybe they would never say, Hey, Heidi, you owe us this much money now because you left, but they're still going to make it be like you, I have been guilted into many things as a Mormon. And I feel like that is a huge tactic that they use. Like, Oh, well, you wouldn't want to leave. Look at how much the church has done for you. Look at how much this and that, why would you speak out against us? Blah, 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 blah. And it's huge. And so of course, it keeps you on this level, right? Where you're not equal to them. You're not worthy like they are. You're not, they even use that word constantly, worthy. Like that is so messed up, like to a level that your soul feels that word, you know? It's a weird, that's like a weird feeling. I don't know, but. Yeah, they want you to feel indebted because when people feel indebted, it's like when you're in a bad situation and someone lend, like a loan shark right mm-hmm. it's the same scenario a loan shark's like oh you need 10 grand to play pay off your whole mortgage and you'll be fine don't worry man you know yeah uh, 
who cares if it's 25% or 30% of what you're going to owe me or whatever the interest rate that they give you. Yep. At that time, you're indebted to them and they're acting as if like they're helping you out of the kindness of their heart, which they are not. Like, right. That's a difference because someone that's going to help you out of the kindness of their heart. Like when people, if someone comes to me and goes, Hey man, can I borrow a thousand bucks? I go, Nope. I go, no. but I can give you 40 bucks, right? Yeah. Or a hundred bucks, depending on what I can give. Because the way I was taught is like, you ruin relationships uh, on paying people back and things yes. of that nature. So yes. instead of that, just saying, I can give you a hundred bucks. If I lose a yes. hundred bucks, I lose a hundred bucks. Ain't no big deal. Right. And a hundred percent on that, because my grandpa always used to say, you know, if you don't have the money to give to somebody, then, uh, don't, don't do it. You know, if you don't have the money to give away, then don't do it. And so that's kind of how I feel too. Like if, if you're going to borrow it to someone, then you, you're expecting it back. You're expecting something from them. You're expecting a favor. You're, you're putting them on the line. And I'm not saying that that's never okay. Like I get it. Like I've borrowed money from family members that I've had to pay back and I was grateful, but I've also had people say to me, and actually this happened with my grandma, which is weird because it was like a really uncomfortable situation. When I left the church, she pulled that Mormon guilt on me and was like, well, then you owe me all the money that I said you didn't owe me anymore when your grandpa died. And I was like, what? And then she sued me. And after she sued me and she had all the documentation, she, she won. <laughs> she won. And it was a lot of money. It was like $20,000. So, and then she told everyone I was a thief. But in her mind, it was more probably like that, like she needed you in the church and that, because people are getting indoctrinated into these and it's not just Mormon either, like to not just pick on Mormon, but Catholicism, um, Pentecostal, uh, Muslim. Like I said, you can name all down the line. Like there is these pockets where people like uh, look at a lot of the Muslim faith. Like I have uh, where I'm from. Well, I'm from California, but I'm out here in Michigan. There's a large population of Muslims out here, right? If you talk to the Muslim girls out here, they'll date you and have fun with you. And, but they'll never let anybody know why, because their family will cut them off. If they ever try to date me because I'm not of Muslim faith and being white and all that, they will literally cut them off. Like, they'll give them anything they want at this moment. But as soon as if they go, hey, I love this guy, I want to marry him, that you're no longer. And I don't just mean money-wise. I'm talking about don't talk to me. You are not part of the family. You are exiled. So that's why I think I have such pushback against a lot of organized religion is because it all become it all boils down back to this, like, you owe us. We made you. Like... Instead of just, to me, God is just like, from my interpretation, is just all love. It's like, man, I'm giving this because I love you. Whether you leave or, or you stay, it don't matter. Like, I still have unconditional love. And religion has conditional Well, and love. it's funny that you say that because my grandma and grandpa were married. And he was very unconditional with his love. And she was very conditional. And I grew up that way thinking that was very normal. So of course, when I was being indoctrinated by the church, it was not that big a deal for me because I had already been raised like this. Like, oh, if you're a good girl, if you do this, if you do that, if you, you know, even my marriage, like when I say I got married because I was in love, well, also it was part of another condition. They were like, well, you, you've been dating this guy, he's too old for you. And if you don't do this and get married right now, then, you know, you're going to be thrown out of the family. And they had thrown many people out of the family and I had seen it happen. So I was like, oh my gosh. And we were kind of at that level, but I was also 17. So 
I was like, oh, we've talked about that in the future, but like they made it very clear I had three days to get married or they were going to probably report him to his commanding officer because he was in the in the Air Force. So um, and I had to move out over it and it was a whole ordeal. But like in my mind, I was like, oh, OK, th- then I must not be a good family member anymore. Right. Because I didn't do what they were saying to do. So it makes a mess of things because then I did get married. Then I did do all these things. Then, OK, I, I did what they said, but I really don't think I was in love with him the way I should have been. I didn't even know what that was. Like, how do you even know at 17? You know, well, they kind of pushed you in. Yeah, they pushed you into that direction. So <laughs> then it spirals you into life, into a different life that you may not have went to when it could be more like hey let's have a talk with you like do you know what you're doing this is like but they were so indoctrinated themselves Mm -hmm. of like hey this is how it has to be and once people believe that it's hard to get them to shake that like i would have personally hell no (laughs) let's uh analyze this you're not getting married i don't think that this is the right thing to do this is what I think you should do, but I never would cut Mm-mm. them off. But again, that's just, and it's not just, and, and, and really it's not piling on Mormons because you see this a lot with a lot of different religions. And one of the main ones that, uh, broadcasted that you see cultish wise that we could talk about is Scientology. Scientology is one that we all know about that. Like, if you don't do exactly what they say, they give you know, up their own kids, then you're yeah, out. Look and at Tom. Yeah, they'll get up their own kids, all that stuff. But this is not, but the thing is, is people go, oh, that's so disgusting, Scientology. But then you're like, but all these other religions do the Mm -hmm. same thing. It's just not broadcast like that. It's just that this is a new age. This is new age and and it's weird. But I'm like, if you really think about any Mm -hmm. of the religions, they could seem weird. Well, and that's why I don't. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. When people ask me all the time, they're like, oh, so what are you now? And I'm like, I just believe in Christ. Like, I am literally a non-denominational Christian that believes in the Bible. And yes, I believe in the Apocrypha Bible. I don't even just, I don't like it cut up. I don't want it changed. I don't want it messed with. Like I try to stay as true to the word as I can, but of course I'm fallible. Like just because I left and got out of a cult and try to live my life well, doesn't mean I don't cuss. It doesn't mean I don't fail. It doesn't mean like people look at Christian, Christian people. And they're like, Oh, well, look, she said this, or she interviewed somebody that's not a believer, or she interviewed that, that person or this for whatever. And so she must not be standing up for what she says she is. And I'm like, that's so lame. Like, that's not even true. You know, like, which is so fascinating to me, because like, one of the things that always stuck out to me in the Bible, which I'm not a biblical scholar, but is like, only God Mm can judge. But yet we all like now I get it. We all judge. Right. Like if I'm walking down the street, I'm going to be like, hmm, is this person good or bad? Like we all have like some kind of judgments. But what I mean is like, but we should sit back and be like, well, at the end of the day, it's not up to me to judge them. So I need to take it. So at least we train our brain. But a lot of people and I don't want to just pick on Christians either because I see other religions do that, too, is that if God is supposed to judge everything. And we all kind of agree on that. That's something that almost every religion agree on. Hey, God's the final say. He's the judge it. But we on earth, we all judge and be like, well, they're, they're not Christian enough. Or, well, they're not Mormon enough. Or, well, they're not Jewish enough. Or fill in the blank. And th- we're judging us uh, ourselves. And, and in turn, it's like, well, we're not even practicing what we preach. The, ba- the bare mm-hmm. minimums. No, and, and you have to remove the log out of your own eye. Like... I think that scripture, more scriptures are 
not paid attention to and and people cherry pick so much that they want to do that and i'm like yeah but that's not that's not what we're supposed to do and people always ask me like well do you think joseph smith's in hell for this do you think this or do you think that and i'm like that's not even my i don't even i wouldn't even guess like i don't i don't know you know that's not my business like why would i care about that you know like I know what he he stood for. I know what I think I know about him. But even then, it's all about like what I think I know. Because, right, some of it's going to be what I can tell you, what I conjecture from it. Some of it's going to be fact. But even <clears throat> like I talked to Zertus and Paranoid American and they're like, well, what if he wasn't even a Mason? I'm like, well, it's well documented, blah, 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 all this stuff. And then they're like, yeah, but what if that was put in later? And then you do have to stop and go, I don't know, you know, yeah, like, I, I can go off of the information that I have. And I mean, I think it's pretty compelling. His, his dad was definitely a Mason. His brother's name was Hiram. Like, let's be real. <laughs> well, they say that his brother Hiram is, is maybe even his father. Oh, That's wow. I haven't heard like, this. Uh, that it's really? That, that, yeah, that he's like, they, they were say possibly his father, but nobody knows for sure. Because that could also be something that is used because if you're coming up with this religion in that time when there's all these other religions that are predominant, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of bad mouthing you and 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 saying things to make you look bad, right? Like, hey man, his dad is his right, brother, you know right? I mean? Like that it just sounds like so, like you know, hey, they're kissing cousins, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean? That that kind of like undertone because they want to make it seem weird, right? Just like Scientology now, like. Scientology is weird to me, right? But is it any weirder than Catholicism? Right. I mean, like when you even listen to the Bible, when you're like, read the Bible and you're like, yeah, he, uh, they want Abraham to sacrifice his right. first son. And you're like, well, that's kind of weird in general too. So like all religion is kind of weird. Like I think that what happens is, is people get so used to what they were taught that it's not weird to them, but every outside religion is weird and they don't want to have an understanding of it. Now, a lot of people, it is documented that he was a Freemason, but again, I yeah, don't we know weren't there. That, yeah, can they add it later? Like we weren't there. Like we don't know. But I mean, from my uh, understanding, he right. was. But then there's also factions of of Freemasonry. Like I had uh, Esoteric Eddie on a long time ago uh, on the on the uh, podcast. And we're talking about mm -hmm. Illuminati, right? And people think of the Illuminati now, like, and they think like, oh, Jay Z, Beyonce. There's this uh, celebrated. Uh, 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 famous side of this Illuminati but when you break down Illuminati and you go back to the origins it starts out like any group just like the Freemasons start out these groups start out going against the state mm -hmm. right like the state at the time when the Illuminati was developed it was in in all the <clears throat> bars and all the uh, brothels because the Jesuits ran everything with an iron right. fist Yep. So there was a group that started that was revolutionary that's like we're tired of this overbearing government we're gonna overthrow right. it but what happens over time is these groups become powerful and power mm -hmm. corrupts yeah. men it's just like this endless cycle so i think that's the cycle we don't see and it's it happens with religion freemasons like everybody wants power for the most right. part there is a small percentage of people that could probably and i would say probably like a 0.001 percent or maybe a little bit more that could actually handle power 
without letting it corrupt. But it's not as easy as it seems too, because a lot of things that people and the decisions they make is based on like I'm doing the right thing for people. I'm doing the right thing for humanity. And, and even if they start out, yeah, even that they done. Even it. if they start out perfectly well, which is kind of my theory on Joseph. Joseph was very even okay we got to go way back john d was very benevolent with god he loved god he tried to live his life in a way that would make god happy he prayed a lot he was very god fearing he he wanted to you know exalt god on every level however you get to that absolute power thing he and for him it wasn't powerful like in his life for him it was power of knowledge and exactly what he did to obtain that power, which was Channel Angels with, you know, Edward Kelly, was exactly what I believe happened to Joseph. Because when Joseph went to the grove, and the story goes that he went and prayed for what? Knowledge. He was praying the exact same things that John D was praying for. And then he was overtaken by a black mist. I'm sorry, this doesn't sound good. Like, I don't care what came after this. This is important. And they skip over it, that he passed out. And then he saw the father and the son and all their whiteness and glory. Okay, well, here's the thing. Almost every religion, including Scientology, has started this way that was written other than Catholicism, which is a different, it's a different thing. I'm sorry, but Scientology, Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard were out in the desert channeling angels, channeling demons, channeling things and doing sexual things with it. And what happens? They write down all their stuff. It becomes Scientology. Muhammad channeled Gabriel. He didn't have anyone else to be sexual with like that or didn't, you know, wouldn't. Maybe they knew he wouldn't. So what happens? Polygamy. You know, there's always this exchange of this little, it's always got to be Faustian, if you notice, with these religions. Mormonism, he channeled, he definitely was scrying and channeling angels. I'm sorry, that's what it is. That's what it was. If you look at his samples of the alphabet that he used to decipher it, he called it Egyptian. He called it uh, Reformed Egyptian. It isn't. It's Enochian. I have a sample of it. It's almost identical to Enochian language. It's got some little tiny changes, you know. It, it's very Enochian. John D., same thing. They wrote it down. It became many religions. It, it went everywhere. I mean, and the only one that didn't have an angel appear wouldn't have accepted an angel, and that is Aleister Crowley, because he channeled as well, and he had what? Awas appear you know, an alien. So what happens? He writes the book of the law. And in every instance, when they mess with these angels, in every instance, they are screwed over by the angel. Do you think that sounds godly? Because it doesn't to me. You know, God shouldn't require anything from us like that. That's like, not good. He requires other things that are more benevolent. He doesn't require us to share each other's wives and then knock up John D's wife with Edward Kelly's baby. Like, and, and same thing with Mormonism. Like, okay, Brigham Young was the next prophet that carried through the polygamy to go forth and procreate and, and, you know, get as many children as they could. He had 55 wives and 57 kids. He failed. He failed miserably. That's not, that's my friend's dad had more kids with three wives than he ever had with 55. Let's get real. 
Like you could, you can have a baby per year. You can have like at least 19 kids, you know, he didn't do that. He was hitting it and quitting it. Let's be real. That was all about sex magic. And people always say, Hey, well, sex magic, you know, I've been on cult of conspiracy. They talked about sex magic. Jonathan's like, well, I've done that before. It's not necessarily bad. I'm like, but it's all about intention, right? Where was your intention when you did that? Like, it probably wasn't on nefarious, crazy things. Like some people in their minds can go to really weird places because they they have this knowledge like D, you know, actually he couldn't even channel because he was so smart. He couldn't even let go to do that. I think you bring up a good point. In fact, that like when people say, hey, what are they after? Right. And you say power. Right. And when you say power, people are like, well, they have all the money or they have all the land or they have, all, but they don't have the knowledge. And I think that's something that if you look through like where you're talking about John D or any of these people uh, or, or any religious person that uh, has started something, they're all seeking this forbidden mm -hmm. knowledge or quote unquote forbidden knowledge. They want the knowledge that nobody else knows. Most people that join Freemasonry or join these secret societies join because they want this secret knowledge that nobody else knows about. They want to be privy. They want to be above the human race, right? Like they have this like need to be above whatever they consider the regular human like they want to be right next to god as far as like i'm almost right. as smart as god or i know as much as god yes 100 that is the inevitable downfall of all these people is because they then get some of that knowledge and then they start thinking that they can yes. be god and that is a basis for mormonism be, and that's yes. where the, that the is a basis for mormonism me and zertus um Andreas Zertus talked about this last night. He said, I don't want to serve anymore. I'm tired of serving man. So Mormonism looks good to me because I want to be on a level where I can be God and I can create my own um, planet because that's kind of how Mormonism was sold to a lot of people, you know, about Kolob and getting your own planet, which this is, we're, this is deep into theology that they deny. Okay. This is in the 60s. They stopped talking about this and it was all thrown out. But Brigham Young and Joseph Smith both talked about Kolob, both talked about having their own planets, all this stuff. In fact, Brigham Young spoke about it so much that it was 15% of his full theology. So it, it can't just be erased, but that's what they've done because they know how it sounds, right? It sounds blasphemous. But here's the thing. Again, back to the angels and the forbidden knowledge. Who was the angel that God was most pissed at? Do you know? When the men, when when everybody broke up and there was the war in heaven and a third of the angels fell and they came down to mate with human women, do you know what angel abstained? He never did mate with a human woman, but God was the most mad at him. It's Azazel. And why was he mad at him? Because he gave the forbidden knowledge and he was a little shit stirrer. And that is actually portrayed as Lucifer at some later point because he was more about the glory. He was more about uh, like, just like you said, being above God. He didn't want to serve and he certainly wasn't going to serve man. He thought that was a joke. When God created man and he said to the angels and the council, the divine council, look at these creations that I've made. Aren't they great? You're going to be underneath them. It's just like if your little brother got a promotion above you in the family or, you know, some underling at your work 
you know, you've been there your whole life and you've done everything and they come in and they just take your position. Like it feels like that. And he was angry and jealous. And that's, that's the facts. Like people can say that doesn't exist. But the fact is, is we have a lot of knowledge that we were never supposed to have. And the more knowledge that you get, now we are in a position where you have to, because if you don't, then the people that basically do run this world, Illuminati, whatever you want to call it, then you're never going to see it. If you want to stay unblackpilled, that's okay. But here's the problem. I watch it with my mom. She she doesn't want the black pill. She barely can take the blue pill like or the red pill, right? Red? Um, anyway, whatever. She's very minimal. She's like, just feed me little tiny things and she'll forget because she's like, Still somewhere in her, she was raised in that era where she's like, the government loves me. She got the jab. She did. She does what they say. She, she wants to feel safe. And that's more important for her, right? Safety. So ultimately, it's some of it is also inherently you. that we, that people don't want to think of other humans as evil. So Absolutely. Like, she cannot understand it. Yeah. And, and that's part of the problem. And I don't think they're necessarily evil, but you, you have to break down what they're trying to accomplish. So sometimes it's not necessarily that they're just some evil scientist or evil person. That's just like, I want to kill all humans. But when you get hyper-focused and you want to know all this forbidden knowledge when you want to know all these things and you'll give up anything for that. Right. Yes. Whether it's even be, your wife, uh, even your, your wife, wife, your your son, your, your, you know what I mean? Like you'll give up yes. anything for this, either knowledge or this place in society or whatever it may be, this music contract, you even your life, blame. even your life. Yeah. Yeah. Many of them. I mean, Which they don't is, care. It's fascinating too, because the thing to me is like the knowledge is right there though. Like mm -hmm. it's very simplistic. I think that we make it yes. so complex. It's simplistic. It's like, look, God runs this show. Like, and, and that the one thing that does trip me out though, when we get into the whole angels and, and mm -hmm. we're above angels. And, and then I'm like, so like I've had these conversations before too, is where, so I'm taking it that angels had uh, free will as well. And then what was the purpose of creating us, angels and then creating us? Like, the, it's a very weird thing. Like, obviously, it's not something that we could understand maybe, but isn't it a weird concept of like, okay, God's going to create angels. And then he's like, eh, I don't really like these things. I'm going to create man. <laughs> but if, if the angels had free will too, like, and then, so at first I used to think, okay, humans were created because they got free will. But obviously, angels must have had free will because if they didn't have free will, how were they able to they rebel against leave. God? Yeah. No, they still have free will or they wouldn't have been able to rebel. But I think that's the piece right there. If we didn't live in a world with free will and including the angels, including Lucifer, including everyone, God had to make it straight across. He couldn't just give us free will and not them free will. So, of course, he's hoping, just like we hope when you raise your children, that you've raised them up and they'll make right decisions. But Sometimes it doesn't go that way. And sometimes you'll raise kids. I have six kids and half of them are like, oh, you're a great mom. And my other daughter thinks I'm the antichrist, you know, and she won't talk to me. So it's weird because God knew that too, going into this. And he, I think he was hoping that he, they would be like, this is awesome. We have a baby brother now. Look at this, you know, and it didn't go like that, right? Like, even though God created them, we all have our internal, like who we are inside. And I don't think he can change that, right? Like we're, we're 
a bit of our own creation internally. And so he couldn't force Lucifer, just like Lucifer wanted to force us. Because if he takes away the free will of man, he takes away the free will of angels first, he has to do it across the board. You can't give one kid new shoes in a family of six and be like, hey, next time is your turn because this reason or that reason. Like you always got to do what that particular kid needs. Like I know my daughter's the family she's around. She told me if he gets a new shirt, then the sister gets however much the new shirt costs. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. That would never work for me and my family because I have too many kids, you know? And they do this constantly with money, like, and and they make everything down to the letter fair. But yeah. And it's a bad, it's a bad teaching if you ask me. it's not teaching me. That means like, just because, just because (laughs) it's someone's birthday and they got a gift doesn't mean you need a gift. You have to be humbled and be like, hey, this is their day or this is... But what, what, what baffles me, and that maybe that you kind of answer the question a little bit, um, is that maybe there wasn't free will at first, right? Maybe angels didn't have free will. But then when he creates man, he's like, I'm going to have them free will. So them having free will, now you have free will. Or maybe they always had free will. But what, like, I guess I just don't understand is, like, why? Like, obviously, man is supposed to be, like, we don't have as much power as angels and stuff. So like what's supposed to supposedly what separated us was the free will and our, our, our being able to choose. So I guess it just baffles me. It's like, why would you have angels that are all powerful? And then you're like, let me make these other things that are kind of weaker. But like then they're going to be in charge, which you got to know, like that, it's that's going to piss everybody piss off. People yeah. off. Like so. <clears throat> Yeah, and so it's sex, like, it's right? Like sex conundrum. is always so, the answer, right? Because <laughs> that was the thing yeah, that broke yeah. the camel's back was honestly sex. Because like you're angels and you don't have sex up in heaven and you're watching Adam and Eve like being all lovey-dovey and whatever. And then and then it creates what? Jealousy. It's really not about sex, but it's jealousy. And, and I think God was like, no, no, they're good because I made them good and they're going to be good and they're going to take this right because I made them angels and they know they don't need kids because they don't need a posterity because they're everlasting. So like they understand that that men have to have babies because like they're not everlasting. They're going to die soon, relatively quickly on, on, you know, the whole planetary alignments. And so he's like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. Um, I'll, I'll just, you know, have trust and faith in them because he is God and he does love us. Right. And so I think he thought like literally like, no, they're good. Like, like your kid where you're like, I'm going to let my kid go to this party and there might be drinking there, but I have faith that my kid will be okay because they won't drink because they're my kid. But then God was like, shit. You know, (laughs) and I think that's just what happens because ultimately you can send a bunch of kids that way and they might be okay once or twice, but like constantly that kid's going to mess up. Like that's why they say you are who you're around. Right. And I always say to my son, because he's 16 and I said, just because Jesus walked with sinners, he didn't become one. You need to be better than, you know, you have this knowledge. I'm talking all the time to you. I'm talking on shows. I'm talking in general. You know better. Like maybe they don't know better. I don't know their parents, but you do, you know? And so I think that's how he felt toward the angels. Like, you know better. You know you don't need a baby, you know? <clears throat> but I guess my my point is this like, and obviously right. no one can answer this We're question, just, like yeah. unless we spoke to God himself, like, and he told us, but I'm just thinking it baffles me of like, you're like, so are the angels not good enough? 
Like, what I think was they're the much different. I think men. that it's not about good enough. You know, when you have a dog, but you still want a cat, like it, it's kind of mm-hmm. like that. Like, I think God is just God and he was just creating and like so happy to make all these things or, you know, or was it more of, I want to like create something that is more not I don't want to say primitive based, but like like almost like a challenge of like I want well, to and see, angels like, would never live have here. had too much control yeah. with angels, the angels wouldn't want to but I think he had too much control with the angels, right? Like he taught them all the <clears> secrets <throat> of the universe. He's teaching them all this stuff and he's like, I want to see somebody that doesn't have any of this knowledge. And then it is like, a great experiment. Like many people like, say can, it is. You know, many people say exactly where you're going with that, that it is um, a huge experiment, right? Like, the, but here's, I don't like it think it's sense. nefarious per se, but I think, yeah. I yeah, think I think it was either. God's way of like, maybe he made the earth and told the angels like, hey, hey, go live here. And the angels were like, <laughs> no, we're not living there. And like you said, they, yeah, yeah they have the here, knowledge. Like- so why would they do that? So, you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know. Well, there's a great a great example of this. I know, like, uh, uh, it's it's a cartoon. It's Futurama, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever seen Futurama. Bender is like a, a robot, and he's like gets lost in space. Well, this like something hits him, like some kind of comet, which has some life form on it, and he becomes God, right? Like of this civilization, and he keeps trying to meddle. In, into their affairs like oh they need money here's right. a nickel like he keeps meddling in the affairs and it keeps making things worse and worse and at the end of the episode it's like he talks to this being that is is god and it's just like hey the less you do like there's nothing you basically it's saying like the message was there's nothing you can do like you just kind of gotta let him be and that, like that that stuck with me because i think it's an important that's why i like and I don't think it's a bad experiment. Like, who knows? Like, why? We, we're going to be curious because we're human beings and that's our nature. We want to know why. Why did this mm-hmm. happen? Why did that happen? We don't know, right? Like, we don't know why we were created. And does it matter, though? That's, I think, was the, the real question. Does it matter why we were created? What maybe matters more is if we embrace, like, our life of mm-hmm. who we are as individuals. Like, I've told a lot of people, I'm not, I don't consider myself any domination Mm -hmm. denomination of religion i've never have like i grew up in the catholic church but i mean they taught me some stuff and it wasn't bad like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i thought they tried their it but like mainly i had two good parents that were very wholesome that like taught me about like treating people right like you know what i mean like being there for other people and having empathy and my perspective on all this is that we're on this path and each path is different right my path is different Mm -hmm. from your path because there's something maybe my purpose to this whole plan that we mm-hmm. don't know. Like we, we we're just guessing at this point, but what happens is then people like, uh, uh, it could be Joseph. I'm not saying he did that Joseph Smith or, or, you know, people that started Catholicism, all these factions that started like Jesuits and all these religions, I think they get lost in the sauce and they think that like, okay, we are, we're yeah. in control. Yeah. We know what God wants. So we're going to tell you, 
what you need to do. And I think that is where the separation from God yes. really comes from is that people, and I don't, and again, I don't necessarily think they're doing it nefarious, nefariously. I think, I think, I think just, they're just like Lucifer, stuck in, they can't do that because that was what Lucifer wanted to do with us in the first place was force us to behave, force us to do the things we're supposed to do, force. And I'll tell people this all the time. Force is demonic. If somebody's trying to literally force you and then people say, well, what about when your kid won't clean his room or whatever? Okay. I'm talking about real serious situations, not about your kid cleaning their room, right? I'm talking about in a major problem, like, like in your life or whatever, or in religion, especially if they are forcing you to do something to win God's honor, that is ridiculous. Like there's no way that they know like you said, what my path is to talk to God. Like they don't because they are not God and we are not God and we are not supposed to be God. And over and over and over in the Bible, it says, we do not think like God. We cannot understand that. Just like birds don't understand how we think, just like we don't understand how dogs think, you know, maybe they can, uh, and like you said, they can be like empathetic or, you know, you can see a dog and think, oh my gosh, you know, look at his eyes, he's sad or whatever. You can feel it a little bit, but at the end of the day, we are not meant to do anything by force. Like, and if somebody's trying to do that to you in your life, that's just wrong. That's very narcissistic. And I, I think, yeah. Well, that's really uh, <laughs> funny because you said the clean the right. room, right? You're right, yep. though, because if you try to force your kid to clean the room, does it ever get done the way it's no. supposed to get done? No, it, it, it becomes this drag out. It's going to take a week. It's going to take longer. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be mm -hmm. a fight. But if you show them why it's important, so, so you're, you're absolutely right that, that they go, oh, force. You shouldn't force your kid right. to clean your room. You teach them why it's important to keep the room yes. clean. You got to go in there and you got to, you know kind of help them too. Like I've noticed with my daughter, she has really bad ADHD. So if I go walk beside her, just like Jesus walks beside us, right? And help her, even if I'm like, now next we do this and she'll say, oh, okay, I get it now. Like, and maybe she can't focus that way. Maybe we're all running around with heaven ADHD. I don't know, but I know this, like anybody that thinks they have the answers probably doesn't have the answers. Like, you you only know so much like i have the answers for me and you have the answers for you and somebody else might and even even if it goes to that's why i never bash like religion because like for my cousin he had a really bad addiction problem and it helped him so maybe that was the answer for him you know i don't know i'm never gonna say you should leave the church maybe it's not for you Maybe you are supposed to leave. Maybe you're not. You should pray about it. That should be your decision. You should understand what you're doing, though. And this is, yeah, my main problem with Mormonism, people say, people always say in the Mormon church, okay, if you don't want to be Mormon anymore, then leave it alone. Why do you have to come ruin it for everybody else? They hate apostates. Okay, here's my reason why. Because you lied. You told me Masonic rituals were about heaven. <laughs> And you told me I had to do all this weird stuff and get a new name and wear these underwear. And I didn't even get explained half of this stuff. And you don't talk about it and you make it sacred, not secret to the point where I can't even talk to my mom about it or my grandma about it. And you make me feel all these ways. And then I was like, so confused. And I had no real 
knowledge of it. And you have to understand as a woman, they don't focus on the Masonic stuff with us as much as they do the men, obviously, because why? They hold the priesthood. They're the priesthood holders of the family. They have knowledge that I didn't know. Even last night, I was kind of talking to a guy on a Paranoid American show, and he was an ex-Mormon, and he's like, yeah, they explained to us what that was. And I'm like, they did not explain that to women. They, they, he's like, well, that's part of the temple ceremony. And I'm like, they really glazed over that, you know, about the square and compass being on your, on your underwear. And I'm sorry, but I feel like it's channeling. And they are all, minus Jacob, they are all okay with praying to Abraxas because they're like, well, you know, it, it, I believe Mormons do that. And I've talked to Paranoid American about it. I've talked to Exertus about it. And he's like, yeah, but that's not the worst thing. I'm like, yeah, it's the worst thing. Like, I don't want to pray to anyone but God. Like I, but if you do, I'm totally fine about it. You know, like you, whatever you need to do. For, yeah. yeah, but be upfront about Tell it. Tell me the though. truth. Like if you're, yes. you're going to have me praying. Yeah, if you're having me pray to something that I don't know, that's manipulation. Absolutely. I mean, that you're, you're not even allowing me to be in like a free Like Freemasons know. And, and you're, when they you're, go and pledge to a lodge, they mm -hmm. know what they're going to do. And they talk to them and they even say to them, this is what we're going to do in this step, this step, this step. Maybe they don't know the knowledge they're going to receive on each degree, but they know what's up. Like they kind of know. And depending on the person, because there's a lot of Freemasons too that don't mm -hmm. know jack shit. Let's be honest. Like they're just there for the fraternity. Like that's also a thing that Belonging. like I acknowledge, yeah. and I think that when, yeah, like not, not everybody is like this like master sorcerer. Like right. you know what I mean. Like the everybody when you hear the Freemasons in the conspiratorial world, they say, "Oh, he's a Freemason." Right. Like they, to me, they only have as much power as right. you give them. Just like Satan, I don't give I don't give him no. any power. Like like to me, like I. He can't do anything but manipulate. And people go, yeah, but manipulation is very powerful. If, if you you're allow weak, it to be, if you yeah. understand what manipulation is, if you understand how, what the tactics of manipulation and how they try to use it, then yeah, then mm -hmm. you're fine. Like you just need to focus on what that your enemy does well and then learn, oh, he's trying to mm -hmm. do this. Oh, he's trying to suck me into this. And then if you build your relationship with God. They don't. I think they don't want people. Yeah, they time. don't want people like this. You know, and at any point, like there is a scripture in the Bible. I am good about the stories of the Bible. I can't tell you what verse. Like I'm terrible about like throwing out whatever, whatever number, you know. I know all the stories very well. And there's a scripture in there about all of this where it says, your filthy rags, like your little acts are nothing to me. And somebody explained it once really well. I think it was Derek Prince who said, if somebody says you owe a million dollars to them and you really do and you acknowledge the debt and then, you know, their servant owed $50 and he didn't forgive the servant of the 50, right? But he was forgiven of the million. And even if you had $5 and that was all you had and you went and gave it to somebody and you're like, that's put that towards my million dollars. Like they would just look at you like, <laughs> keep your five bucks, bro. Like they wouldn't even... I mean, it's so much money, it's unfathomable. And so they would be like, um, no, you're good. Like, even if they were being kind, like, and not rude, they would still, but in their mind, they would still be like, you're never going to pay this off. Like, it's not going to work. That's how these little acts are that each of these religion came up with, like a Muslim, like a Mormonism, like Scientology, like all of the, and they, that's where I know 
a false religion when I see one, because if they have little stepping stones for every little thing and, and even Freemasonry, even anything that has degrees of glory, anything where you're going to level up. It's not a freaking video game here, people. It's not. It's not like that. And anytime you go and make it like that, then it's probably not real because otherwise, why would Paul have ever been involved in making the Bible? He was a sinner. He was a murderer. He's a disaster. Like most of most of them were. Most of the people that Jesus walked with were the broken, were the sinners, were not good people for a reason because they weren't indoctrinated. They weren't. And so I, whenever I see that, and I think it goes back to dirty rags, those are filthy rags before the Lord. I'm going to wear my special underwear, so I'm going to heaven. I'm going to go to church every Sunday, so I'm going to heaven. I'm better than you. And it also makes people really entitled, and I don't like that. Like, oh, I'm better than you because I have my special and underwear. That's with, and that's with a lot of organized religion. Like, And I'm with you. Like, I've told people my whole life, too, because I know people that have been saved and, you know, they were very— <laughs> stuck on certain drugs and they go to church every Sunday now and that right. helps them. I'm good for you. That's what you're meant to do. But the manipulation with all these churches and, and not just manipulation because they, they, they use guilt against you. They use um, your family against you. But when you talk about like Mormon and even Freemasonry, like one thing, even Scientology and even Catholic, all these like religions and organizations. One thing I find fascinating is that even when people leave, quote unquote, most people leave, like you're, you're giving the details, they but won't. there's a lot of people that will only go mm -hmm. so far. Like I know Freemasons that they'll be like, yeah, that, oh, I won't speak on this. Why? Why? Yeah. So to me, if you won't, if, if you refuse to speak, and this is just my opinion, if you're a, a former Freemason, which I get it. Like you might've went to be a Freemason cause you wanted the knowledge and you, you know, you found out that it was either bullshit or that like, it wasn't for you and that you don't want to be a part of this channeling of like dangerous entities. But how come you won't tell us everything right. though? Why are you still holding back? You're holding back because maybe you're still a part of it. Or you, there's a piece of you that thinks that just in case this doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. Again, that's my opinion, but I've noticed No, that. it's truth because I think a lot of times Mormons do that and I say to them, oh, we'll just talk about it. Then, Oh no, that's sacred. That's wrong of you to talk about that. I'm like, you know what was wrong of them to tell me nothing about doing all this crap that I did and not, not tell me and let me have full knowledge beforehand. That's what's messed up. And then they're like, well, it's still their sacred ceremonies. And I'm like, okay. But the fact remains is, 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 it shouldn't be, you know, if they're going to be what they are, and if they are a Masonic Lodge, then then people would keep their secrets because you pledged to do that as a Freemason. I didn't want to be a Freemason. And now I've had to work through all this shit to get right with God. That's why I talk about it. It makes me angry because they lied to me. They lied to me. And even I will tell you, even very few people have ever put it together that Crowley and D and all these things go right along with Joseph Smith. Okay. Guess who I found on the internet that did? This is so great. It's like, I found it today, actually. Damien Eccles. Now I'm telling you this, if there are people with high knowledge, high knowledge, and that was years ago, that was over two years ago, he did a podcast about Joseph Smith and uh, Alistair Crowley. They can find it on YouTube. 
I don't understand why when you see these people that have literally escaped the worst situations, along with John D, he was thrown in prison, all these things, you think that that just came naturally. No, no, no. There was a price. And Joseph Smith's price, I believe, was a lot higher. It wasn't only his life. He had 11 kids and only five of them lived. Like that, that first kid of his was so deformed and so jacked up. And they named it his dead brother's name that had just died, which was his dad's first son. And that was his first son. And I'm sorry, that is like too coincidental. And people will say, well, it was the times. That was how it was back then. No, his mother, a full generation before, had never lost any of her children until they reached adulthood. She didn't lose them in infancy. She was older than he was. That's crap. Like there, there is a price to pay for these things. And I do believe... Otherwise, there would be no blood atonement in that whole thing. And they want to blame everything on Brigham. And he was a disaster. Like, bro, Brigham Young was a nightmare in the church, okay? But it didn't all come from him. It couldn't have because it's too big. It's just too big, right? Like, you're talking about a whole book of rules, basically. I mean, and and things that hadn't been widely heard of before. And everybody wants to say Joseph Smith was high or Joseph Smith was, you know, confused or drunk or, or lying. He was just a plagiarist. No, there's too much that's too similar if you open your mind and read these other religions. Read the basis. Well, plus two, like, just because you are drunk or because you do drugs does not mean you don't know what right. you're doing. Like, I think sometimes we give, like, this power to, like, <clears throat> and I'm not saying we've all known people that have, like, they know deep down what they're mm -hmm. doing. They know, like, I've had, I know addicts, and they're like, man, <clears throat> I want to stop. But, like, they've, they've like, been unable to get that thought pattern out of their head. So they have, they think whatever the drug or the drink is the elixir that's keeping them going. But that doesn't mean they don't know right. what they're doing. And they're still channeling, channeling the, those entities and those things. Yeah, for and they know where our, where our weaknesses are. They, the thing that people forget because they say, oh, well, I mean, I don't talk to angels, but I see my dead grandma. No, no, you better listen to the Bible because it says in there, they're going to know you. They're called familiar spirits, familiar like family. You, If you believe that God protects you and you believe that angels protect you and you believe in all this other good stuff, you have to remember as above, so below, which is why I study so hard in the esoteric and I get nailed for it on a Christian level because people don't like that. People are like, you shouldn't be, even my own yeah, mom. That's for yeah. Sure. Like, I've She's like, that. you shouldn't be looking at those books. You shouldn't be reading this stuff. Well, because they're scared that you're inviting and invoking these, these thoughts. And then they don't understand that your process is like, I need to learn yes. my enemy. Defend or, it. Like, just like when I watch like in, in politics, right? I watch. I mean, I'm not on affiliated with either side, but I watch mm -hmm. all because I need to know what everybody's Yeah, because talking. they're all on the same like, side. How am I going to mm -hmm. have an ar make an argument against it if I don't know what they're saying? I can't make an argument for or against something if I can't understand. Well, what and then it, and about. then the more you bring to the table, like if I talk to a Mormon, this is especially why I do it because they do know their theology quite well, but they know none else. They're very much similar to Jehovah's Witnesses, where they don't want to hear it, you know. But if you do get one that is 
is a little more contentious and wants to have a little tiny argument, then you know things that maybe will help them. It's not about winning an argument there. It's about planting seeds. Because if you really care about God and you really care about saving people, the one commandment he gave to us after he said it was done on the cross, which is why it also pisses me off that they have so many little dumb rules. Like I'm not saying go murder people and there shouldn't be law, okay? But it shouldn't be about religion. That should be about community, right? Like you you shouldn't do a lot of things, but but people do, you know, people do those things and there's nothing we can do about it. But if you're actually godly inside yourself, you would never want to do those things anyways. You would never want to kill someone if you, unless you were like defending your family or something, right? Like you were put in a bad, bad situation. But yeah, but you shouldn't want to like randomly just no. want to kill somebody for sure. Like, yeah, like you said, like if 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 your emotions were rode into a certain way, there is the understandings of why people right. kill. Like, but then there's this randomness, like, and you're seeing it a lot. Like, it's funny because <clears throat> I was just like going through X and all uh, Twitter and all that stuff, going through my pages, and there's so and there's stuff I'm not even following. Like, I don't even know how it's like thousand ways to right. die. Like, people people are so, the destruction is amplified mm-hmm. oh, right agreed. now and, and, agreed. and it's sad because the people that are supposedly telling us hey you know you should follow god don't fear monger me mm-hmm. into god don't be like hey look at all these bad things if you don't do that this guy's gonna show me the beautiful stuff of it like but what happens is everybody and it's really frustrating for me right now because i hate fear mongering and like fear mongering is at an all-time high and i'm talking about from alt media the left mm-hmm. the right like every angle everybody is like and one thing that i've i've acknowledged and it does kind of irritate me is this whole concept of like oh uh, it's the end times guys it's the end times we don't know when the end times why are you so fascinated people want it to be end times now i have no problem with someone preparing or like being like hey you know maybe sure anything can happen first of all preparing is good in general because there's natural disasters there's things that humans do that could cause us you're gonna that you might need food you might need electricity no problem with prepping i think that is a perfectly reasonable thing to do in the world in general i don't care if it's Three uh, three hundred mm-hmm. AD or twenty twenty four, like anything can happen. Yep, I I agree. But the fascinating, horrible thing that, like, to me, it's fascinating and horrible at the same time is since the beginning of time, humans have wanted it to be the right. end of times, and I don't understand that. And it seems like that we're prophesizing these things that the fallen may. Now, I'm not saying it's that their people are doing it intentionally. Like, I don't think people are like wanting, to, but they think that they're doing the right thing. Like, oh, the fallen are here. Fuck the mm-hmm. fallen, bro. Like, to me, they ain't shit. And, and on top of it, again, those people, I mean, if it comes, it comes. And I, I want to feel like, ready-ish, but really you can't be ready. Like, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, people don't realize once again, with all this fear mongering and stuff, guess what you're doing? You're worshiping another fallen God. His name is Kronos. He he is father time. And we didn't have time and time didn't exist before demigods and gods messed with us. Okay. It wasn't a thing. You went to bed like the Native Americans, like they get up when they get up, they go to bed when they went to bed. They, they hunted when they were hungry. They didn't have a certain amount of water they drank. Like it's all ridiculous rules. They didn't do that. Nobody did that. You know, nomadic people, whether it was Native Americans or not, 
we'll just say, you know, nomadic people didn't live that way. And what did they do? They chastised them. They said they were terrible Vikings, natives, whatever they are. And again, I'm not saying we should worship. And call them unintelligent and idiots. Like, oh, look at them. They're primitive. Yes. And, and, And at the end of the day, what did they do to all those people anyways? Because they didn't have books like we do, they couldn't wipe the books out. So what did they do to them? They wiped the people out. They had the hidden history. They knew the knowledge, like Tartaria stuff. And I'm talking crazy stuff, but like not so crazy, really. Because remember what I said, it only takes one generation for everyone to forget. And some people didn't forget. And what did they do to them? They killed them or locked them up. That was it. So something happened. Something definitely happened. And and as much as they want to cover it all up and people always say, well, then who has the knowledge? Of course, it's in mystery schools, but you're not getting in there. That's a big club that you're not ever going to be in. And even as much as I study, as much as I find out, as much as you can find a leak here or there, whatever you may find, you're never going to have the full knowledge, right? Ever. And it's always going to be the people that owe somebody something that have the knowledge. Why? Because you're indebted to them, just like I was indebted to Mormonism. They keep that reign so tight, you know. And again, back to families. It all is in family lines, the 13 families that rule a lot of things. And people say, well, that's not true, isn't it? You might want to do some look into your histories because a lot of things that were changed both with religion and the history of the world came because of those 13 families. Like you might want to look into it. And I get it. It's a pain in the ass. And it's not just on the internet. You might have to buy a book. But if you really want to know what's happening, that would be a good place to start. And does it change anything for me? Just because I do know, not a lot, tiny bit. And what I do is I try and give it to other people and say, and they try and hit you back with, well, you know, King James was a Mason and you know, he had also written three books on demons. Good. Guess why? You should know about them. As above, so below. He did you a damn favor. Quit looking down upon it. You better get those books and figure that out. Like, you know, all the, all of the great people were either tempted by evil, dealing with demons, all this weird stuff. Like they never talk about King Solomon and his demons. They never talk about that. But like, I mean, cause he used it for what? To build a temple, you know, but that happened. And, and they don't, they don't want to believe one thing is good and one thing is bad. Right. It's like always some little separate club and they have to like de- demonize just the Bible, but they don't demonize all of it. It's hilarious to me. And so. Well, I, I'm under <clears throat> the belief that we don't all need to like research everything. Like at the end of the day, do what makes you happy. Be around the people that make you happy. To me, happiness and living a productive life for you and your family is the ultimate way to right. fight back. You don't even need to be knowing all the religion. It, it's, it's not for You're right. If right? you're like, called, if you're called, own yeah, little, I should have definitely said that. If you're called, each person, to, each each yeah. person has their own little way of fighting back but at the end of the day your journey with god is with your journey with god in my opinion again like do i know i have no idea like but i do know that everything i've ever needed has been provided for me and and when i just kind of just pray and that doesn't mean i pray and i get a million dollars right like but guess what i don't have to worry somehow i found a a a gig to pay this bill or somehow i found uh you know uh a special offer that gave me something off that I can do this thing that I want with my family. I think that we lose track of all this stuff. Again, I love going deep down 
into the bits like but i have family that does it right I bring it up to them some of us I feel are like called. that's not some their of us part. are like that's not some their of role. us are called to do certain things and even though i have this huge vast immense knowledge or whatever i still don't dump it all on my mom like i said because she doesn't want the black pill right like i give her little pieces of what she needs if she comes to me i don't just call her and be like guess what blah blah because blah. it freaks her out you know what i mean and so but she yeah yeah, she doesn't want, like you said, she doesn't need that. And where she's at in her life, she's not called to do the same thing I'm called to do. Why am I called to do it? I don't know. You know, why are any of us called? I don't know. I didn't want to do this. I definitely know it was a calling because I tried to not do it over and over. And I just kept having problems. And I was like, I don't know if I can do that because I'm not overly... I like to talk with real people, but like, I don't have a ton of friends. I don't have a big circle, like all that stuff. So I felt really intimidated. I was like, you want me to preach the gospel, but I don't know anybody, you know? And next thing I knew I was on Josh Monday's show and I, now I know a whole lot of people, you know? And so if you're called, you'll know it, whatever you're led to, like that may be, it may be completely different for you. And it's changed for me at multiple times in my life, you know? Um, yeah, you never know. Nope. And people that say, well, this is what I'm going to always do for all time because I was told this. Well, then you're kind of predestining yourself, you know. I mean, we don't, we shouldn't be like that. But also, like I said, there's some people that get lost in it. And that's where I think like all these little rules come from. And what are rules turn into? They turn into groups and groups turn into factions and factions turn into this and that. And then you've got all these things ruling the world, right? And and none of us really care. Like you said, like if everything went away tomorrow, no more internet, no more whatever, just nothing except your home, your family, your life here, like you wouldn't care anymore. You would only care about what's around you, you know, like your family, and that's my yeah. point is some people and and they're not doing it nefarious, right. right? They're trying their best to like spread the word. But I'm like, how's your own right. household? You know what I mean? How what do your kids think of you? Like, and I don't think that like obviously kids can yeah. think their own, but I mean like you, have you worked on your personal relationships? And and I think we tend mm -hmm. to forget that. It's like let's build ourselves now. It's all fine and dandy. I tell people if you can't watch the news or or some of this episodes, even if I'm talking about something and it triggers you into being a bad place, then right. stop listening. Skip that episode. Like do what's best mm -hmm. for you. Like, yeah, skip that episode. Like, don't just remember what and that. And I get it. Some people have toxic families, but whatever your circle is, like, find <clears> your <throat> happiness. Because if we if we lose sight of what my belief is is to be on this earth to be happy to engage with other human beings to create and to be happy if we lose that then then what are we fighting right. for really then, there, then there's nothing to really fight for because there is no prosperity because all we're doing is like this is bad and this is evil there has to be something more for people to look at and before we get out of here what i've been starting to do you'll be the second person i'm doing this with i've been telling people like what what's the white pill that we could look sure. forward to right like we always talk about like the black the red like all these but what's the positive Absolutely. angle that we can look forward well to? and i think the white pill can be entangled in the black pill if you're called like me the white pill for me was i had my testimony grow like i've never had it grow when i stepped away right when i stepped away from mormonism when i stepped away from religion when i stepped away from all of it and i just took that bible and opened it up and really really had like a 
a full relationship with knowledge in the Bible, learning how I felt about it. Sometimes I would even just write things like, oh, this is how I feel about this today. Like it could have nothing to do with the Bible. Maybe it had to do with my son or my daughter or my husband, or this message would be good for my mom or this, you know, there's little things like that that will happen to you if you're open to that experience. And you do have, unfortunately, we do have to, to get those messages through just like, the angel that came and had to fight to get to Daniel and fasting had to be implemented. And it took like almost a month and all this stuff. And he said, where were you? And and the angel was like, bro, I've been trying to get here. You know, the Prince of Persia was after me and I, I couldn't get to you. Sometimes that is going to be where you're at. And that's okay. That's okay to get to the other side of that. Then only you will know. Because just because I'm called to be a missionary, I feel like it's like a missionary on here, an exposer, whatever, doesn't mean you are like my cousin. I don't even tell him to leave the church. Like I don't even talk because it's good for him, I think. You know, like at the end of the day, we don't, we have to love one another. Figure out again, 2020 made everyone not talk to each other anymore. 2020 made it so when you go to the grocery store, no one looks at each other, no one says hi, no one smiles. 2020 made people come back into their self. And again, we do have to have our own families too, but you shouldn't be so concerned about only you. If you have no efforts in humanity, then what the hell are we all doing? Like we have to love one another. That was the main thing. And that's where I hope the white pill is because if, and people say, oh, that's so cheesy. Oh, you probably don't do that. No, I do. I will go up to a freaking dead ass stranger in the middle of a store. If I get a feeling like that person needs to know this or that, or if I just say, are you okay today? I'm not going up and hugging people and being weird because like that makes people <laughs> really uncomfortable, you know, but I, I might just say, Hey, how are you today? With a smile on my face. Right. And, well, yeah. you play the, 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 the role of like, we're, you see the body right. language, right? Like some people will be, you can tell like when you go and approach them, they may, they may be very inviting. Yeah. And I think that's well said because you're saying go through the dark yeah. to see yes. the light, right? Like it's not going to be all sunshines and rainbows. Like everything we do, there's going to be rough patches. But if you know that there is this on the other side, focus on the thing that's on the other side, instead of focusing just on like the 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 nasty bad stuff that's happening and letting it or even you. just the nasty bad stuff next door like quit judging your neighbor and work on yourself and be there for others like if you see the old guy next door shoveling his walk and he's struggling go offer like I do it all the time. Like I send my husband because we go to a grocery store where you have to bag your own groceries a lot because it saves money. There's an older, older lady. And and he's like, no way. And I said, go help her. And he's like, no way, no way. He's very shy. He's an introverted extrovert kind of. And I'm just extroverted. I don't care. And I see naked people for a living. Like you lose all sense of boundaries or something. I don't know. Being a nurse has made me very like whatever. So I tapped her on the shoulder and he was kind of right. Her vibe was like, don't touch me. Get away from me. I'm afraid of you. And I said, oh, it's okay. I have a bag boy. He's great. He's a great helper. Then me breaking the ice was better than him breaking because she probably really would have been afraid of this muscly guy like, hey, you want some help? 
<laughs> like he was probably right, even though I said, no, you get your butt over there. He was right. And I was wrong. He's going to love this. Shout out my husband. <laughs> but <laughs> right. Play it on the loop, right? That should be his <laughs> ringtone like, right there. Uh, yes, I finally get a win. And and he was right. And after I, I approached her as the woman, it let her guard down. And then he was able to do what I felt needed to be done. But it needs to start with a smile. Like if you're going through and, you, and, and that's my job. Like I'm a mental health nurse. Like when I show up at work, whether I'm having the worst day of my life, I remember one thing. I'm not in the mental hospital, like not locked up there. So I smile because you know what? They're having a worse day than you. And empathy, what you said about empathy and your parents is huge because not everyone is raised like that. People are not all told like, hey, you can't treat people like that. You can't do these things. You know, this will hurt people. Like, and I feel that's my son-in-law in a nutshell. He met me. He didn't like me. He didn't want to get to know me. He only met me three times ever. And he just was like done. And one of them was like a quick breakfast, you know? And I just think you didn't even, even when people say, well, what about your son-in-law? And I'm like, he's a stranger to me. I don't really know him. Do I love what he's doing in my life? Like how it's affecting it? Definitely not. But like, I can't even say like, he's a bad person or anything, because I don't know him. Like he doesn't know me, you know. And so at the end of the day, I think if people did try to know each other better, even if it's only for a moment, like sometimes in the store, you're never going to see that person again. But maybe you change something in their life that day. Maybe they were having the worst day ever, you know. I just always think. Well, you could plant yeah. a seed into this person that can be the next great leader or the person that they needed that little push or just as simple as like sometimes my mom taught me that a long time ago, like going through the like checkout line. Right. And like, you know, they're being rude to my mom and then I want to yep. cuss yep. them out because I'm like, hey, man, they'll be talking to my mom like that. And then she goes, you don't know what right. they went through today. You don't know that like their dad died. You don't know that like something very traumatic and they're here in their life yeah and if we have that perspective then you <clears> kind of go oh maybe i should check myself because i don't know how would i be able to be even though like my mom's not doing anything it could be taken mm -hmm. out on someone like that a lot of times things are taken out on people that are kind and generous because it's easier it, it, you're not going to go yell at the huge crazy right. gangster guy with tattoos all over his face right. because you're scared of him but the little old lady or the like you, you might, might go off you, yeah you just have you to might put go perspective off. to things and yeah, i'll you know? admit it i have a terrible temper like i'm either really happy or really shitty and and there's only two ways to go but it, it takes me a minute to get to the other side unless like you know my triggers because i was abused you you know, so like I have a couple triggers that are immediate that and then I just have to apologize because that's like total PTSD and I can't I literally can't help it, you know, but very rarely. I mean, that's like somebody spitting in my face. Like you're not going to walk up and spit in someone's face. Yeah, but that's yeah. Extreme. I mean, it's yeah, that's what they're pretty bad and and it can be or if I because if someone spit in my face, See, I would be pretty triggered. set yeah. off. I'm or not like, like if I think you're going <laughs> to. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. be like, oh, hey, sorry. Like if like, I think no, somebody's going to hit off. me, I'm gonna punch you, you know, I will snap out, black out, defend myself. Like, but that's just something that, you know, and I've had to work. Yeah, I've had to work on it because sometimes uh, I'll tell you, like one time I really thought my daughter was going to hit me in the face and it triggered me so bad. And then I hit her and she wasn't even trying to hit me. She was like trying to move her arm or something. And, and it didn't matter. Cause I already had black, it, it, it was already blackout, you know? So 
it's bad in some ways, not the daughter that doesn't talk to me, by the way. (laughs) But like, sometimes it happens. And all you can do in that moment is viciously say you're sorry. Like, all you can do is say this is where I'm coming from, like what you said, you never know why it happened. Like maybe you didn't even maybe you triggered them. Sometimes at work, I think I trigger men that are there that are going through divorces that maybe their wife looks like me. Or maybe, you know, you you hear these little things because they're just immediately like, like last week I had to call for actual help and thought the police were going to come because he called 911 and chucked a phone at my head. Like that's hard to smile through, you know, but like he, I didn't even say anything. So I knew it was a trigger because I didn't even get a word. Like I didn't even do I just looked at him like I didn't even do anything and I knew it had to been a trigger and sometimes you're right like maybe that was just the last thing that day on a bad day or you know maybe he thought I was giving him a crusty or maybe I don't know we don't know we don't always get to know either but Jesus got over and over and over just nailed by the Pharisees and people that just didn't believe in him. And I look at that and even if you don't believe in the Bible, the stories of Jesus are unreputable that they're great. Like you can still learn lessons if you don't want to believe in him. Like friggin' figure out how not to be an asshole. Like make that your goal. And if everybody did that and started trying again, you know, I really feel like that would be something that heals us because 2020, here's the thing. I used to travel a lot more because my daughter was a flight attendant and we went to like all over to Italy and France and everywhere. And they'll say to you, you, I know you're either an American or you're Norwegian. And I was like, why do you think that? And they said, because you smile a lot. And I was like, what? And they're like, nobody. Sm-. So I started noticing by the second day because somebody had said something. And I was like, they don't. They're real stone cold, like get their business done. They're in a hurry. They just look like New York, like in a hurry. Don't look at me. I'm busy, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, and everybody knows when you say, oh, he's a New Yorker immediately. Like, you know, right? Like you, you, you know what that means. Like, oh, he's going to be busy and, and not like as approachable at first, but then when you get to know them, it's different and blah, blah, blah. So like we have these mechanisms already in our brain now from the mask, from everything they did to us, from fear. Now you can't talk to people because you're going to be too close and they're going to spit in your mouth and you're going to get sick and die and the whole world's going to end. And like all this stuff that people can't, they're like, I just can't deal with that. I can't deal with that anymore. I'm just going to, you know, not talk to people. I have my people. That's all I need in the world. And it made us stop being part of a community. Like that went out the door. And that is dangerous when everybody only cares for themselves. And then we live in this aeon that Crowley talked about. And you hit the nail on the head where we are all our own God, right? We're all our own God. We're the God of our universe because we're the God of our own Facebook and our own TikTok and our own Instagram and our own fake world or whatever game you're really obsessed with. Like if you're a gamer, that still applies. It doesn't have to be social media. It could be anything, right? I'm the God of this game. I get on and I'm on, you know, all these forums about this game and everyone loves me and blah, blah, blah. It could be something for everyone. We are all the God of our own thing. And that is where people need to stop and look at things. Like the moment you become not humble in your walk is the moment that demons will infiltrate you. They will. And they don't always come as a scary thing. They just don't. Sometimes they come as a being of light. 
And I truly believe that John D. was not nefarious. I truly believe in my heart that Joseph Smith was not nefarious, but there was an end game. And when you're halfway through, like you mentioned in Scientology, and you've spent all your money and you've alienated all your people and you've gotten rid of your kid even, and you've given up everything, are you really going to go and turn it around? There's only a few of us that do. Like me with my family in Mormonism. I knew what was up the minute I left. My grandma filed DCFS on me and tried to take my kids away. And then when she couldn't do that, because they literally laughed and threw it out, when she couldn't come at me that way, she came at me legally. And after she couldn't come at me that way, she came at me through my family. Like it never ended until she died. And even on her deathbed, I knew if I didn't go see her, I would regret it for the rest of my life. And then you better believe I got my ass to the hospital and I still made sure she was taken care of until she took her last breath. Like you have to be better than what was thrown at you. Was it fair? No, she ruined my life for like four years, really. But I didn't forget what she did for me when I was a kid, you know. And so you got to heal yourself, whatever that takes. I totally agree with yeah. that. And before we get out of here, though, can you remind everybody where they can follow you on the social medias and the, the podcast? Sean, I don't usually cry. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh, yes, I will remind people. <laughs> I'm at the Unfiltered Rise podcast. I'm everywhere podcasts are served. Um, I'm still on YouTube right now. I am on Instagram for the best um, to contact me. Or you can write me an email at unfilteredrise at gmail. And I will definitely answer. And you can follow me at Kill the Mockingbirds podcast on Instagram or go to killthemockingbirds.com. And you know how we do it here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Bird killers! This is the dream. It doesn't ever disappoint you? Why? Why would it disappoint me? I can you still do whatever potential? I could do. So what? Why do you have to fucking make money off your potential? Look, I'm not even saying you have to make what money off your potential. What does What does even potential mean? Drowning in silence, there's nothing left for you and me. You left me alone with a love. I am blind, don't you see? on the dark road battle over souls ego takes control so much hate no world set the room on fire burning down these liars moment of clarity stay away to heaven shit we just looking for a little prosperity check one two maestro tiptoe down a tightrope life ain't nothing but a dice roll anxious mind of a psycho itchy index of the nine blow flipping tips different time zones Flicks of bricks on an iPhone Pump the brakes, then we drive slow Tell me what you really meant All those words I've done said I was lost in my mind I was trapped in my head So many things to address Trying to find my success I just wanna be fine They just want me on me Drowning in silence There's nothing left for you and me You
emotional roar causes a lunar eclipse. Traumatic entrance, like who the fuck next? Feeling crucified. Is it do or die? Resurrect the light, keep up the fight. Uh, but I really hope it is tonight. Court as a corpse, show with no remorse. I'm late for court, puffing on an old port, out of body experience. Demonic mind, so wild and furious. Murphy's law, I'm raw and delirious. But you motherfuckers really don't hear me yet. Really quiet and unspoken. A humble man, so shattered and broken. Faceless brothers and smoking. And I was just hoping. We could unwind the hands of time, let's strangle the moment. Prepare for the omen Before it's all gone again So I drop on my knees And I pray longevity Let me really get that remedy Drowning in silence There's nothing left for you and me You left me alone With a love I am blind Don't you see 